and it's on you. What's up, you guys? This is Gracie, the one and only That Wrestling Lady, and you are watching the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, roll with cold Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winch Ring, and I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Miller, the man that feeds you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, because that's what I am after our 300 and something at episode season four of it, right? I would just think that just like your tribal chief, you would finally acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to find someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this girl on the phenomenal four podcast. You can also find her on her own show called dropping the kayfabe you can also see her on tiktok and instagram she is doing all the amazing cosplays that you wish that you could do she is the great she is the spectacular she is gracie that wrestling lady yes i need to carry you around everywhere with me and just have that (laughs) intro everywhere i go every time i open a door yo (laughs) and then you have the crowd in the background like crazy 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 <laughs> so yo. that's awesome <laughs> yo so how are you doing i'm good i'm a busy person but i'm good <laughs> you are because like i mean aside of it's just like your stuff going on with uh you know like tiktok and instagram all your cosplays right you know you are with panda wrestling company hi matt um and like you know just watching you grow in in like the the wrestling community as a, like, you know, obviously like a supporter as a fan, but also someone that with their own podcast and kind of getting their voice out there. It's been kind of like cool to watch you just kind of develop like your own style and then just watch you just kind of like grow more and more comfortable inside your skin. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey and especially with the growing more comfortable inside my own skin. Cause I'm a really shy person in real life. Like I'm, very very socially awkward and I'm an introvert and I'd rather be at home on my couch than being outside and talking to people I just and I've grown so much in the sense that since I've been doing like podcasts and TikToks and my whole TikTok journey and going live with people like I was terrified to go live with anybody you know because you just don't just ah it's just weird at first um Mm -hmm. but I found that since I started doing all this stuff I'm more outgoing in my real life now like I'm more keen to go up and and make crack a joke to the person at the grocery store next to me and it's it I have come out of my shell and it's pretty cool it's it's really weird how like wrestling like and 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 not just wrestling but it's just like art I guess really you kind of see that happen a lot but more predominantly I like to say in wrestling because I know even for myself right like even though like I'm very like outgoing and like I said this is season four like now into ring plus we've been doing a podcast for like four years now it's like this recently when I started making my journey in professional wrestling like I was still pretty like I wasn't I was pretty wild per se like I was very comfortable in who I was but like the character of Red Dog like became a like larger and like to me and like became more and more out of the shell which then pulled me further and further out of like my own shell and like now like I talk about it in a sense of like when you like meet me outside of like the podcast or the wrestling world like 
I'm pretty like just down to earth, kind of chill, still a little wild. Like I still say some funny ass stuff, but like then you move on the podcast and it's like one level up, right? So we're like here and I'm just like, hey, what's going on? Like I love doing this kind of things. And then you meet me in a wrestling ring and it's like, hi, I'm not. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you different live in characters. This- and yeah. you're like, I feel like it's your, it's you, right? You have like the people you present or yourself that you present to people that you don't know. And then it's like the real you. And then when you're a character, it's like the elevated version yeah. of you. And it's awesome. Yeah, and I, I, I was, uh, I, I got it from, so I was listening to uh, this podcast called uh, I Hear Voices with uh, Will Friedle and um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that played uh, Kim Possible uh, and oh, cool. e- Ren Stevens, uh, Chrissy Car- Carlson Romano. Uh, so I was listening to their podcast and they had brought on a dude who now voices Bugs Bunny, and I forget his name. I'm sorry, but um, awesome. he was talking about how like all the different characters live in different houses or different levels of his his house, and I was like, yo, that's that's 100 percent me because I definitely live like I have you know me, the the podcasting me, and then like the character me, and like I was like, yo, I actually I enjoy like that a lot and that comparison. So I'm like, I'm gonna just keep playing with this idea until I figure out the rest of the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it works. It works for me because not only do I have like me, that wrestling lady, and then I have like podcasting, and then I have mom, and I have wife, and I have military wife. Because I mean, military wife is a whole nother persona that sometimes you have to take on. And (laughs) I mean, I mean, do y'all do y'all have FRGs? Those yes, yes, you know what an FRG is, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. so I was the FRG leader once. And okay. I, oh my gosh, it was not a natural thing for me. It was not natural for me to go up and tell like a group of people, okay, like, you know, you know how it is. If, if anybody's ever been in that kind of lifestyle, um, it's not, it's not easy. And it wasn't easy for me to, uh, to be an FRG leader. Um, for, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go Google it, go Google it. Yeah. But and then that was a whole different type of persona as well. Uh, but I have, I love, I love to say fake it till you make it. And it, it's worked. It's worked for me. And, and then I, I get more comfortable in, in doing what I am doing. It's funny because like, it's been a while since I've actually talked to somebody who's kind of like familiar with like the military side of things, but then like also like just hearing it from the perspective of like a military wife or a military spouse. Right. It's cause like the funniest thing for me was whenever I was like in the military and I was like going around, it was listening to to like husbands wives or even like uh you know other spouses that would be like uh my husband or my wife is this frank so you need to respect me and it's like no 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 they are that person you on the other hand hey any given time you could just be booted off this base and there ain't shit you can do about it exactly exactly oh my gosh so i i sorry i have to tell you i just have to tell you like this random thing but my I, me and my husband always have like this running joke, right? Because you know how like on the olden time um, headstones, they'll have mm. like like their spouse to be right next to them and it'll say so-and-so and then it'll say his wife or no, no, yeah. yeah, his wife. And sometimes the names aren't even on there and it's just his wife. So if you were a military wife back then, you had no name sometimes on those headstones. It was just labeled his wife. So I joke with him nowadays because I'm always just like, oh, I'm his rank. I'm just, you know, his rank <laughs> wife. 
and yeah. and it's so funny because whenever we get into like this world here where I'm I'm that wrestling lady everybody calls him that wrestling lady's husband so he's <laughs> husband and I'm like boom how does that feel <laughs> it's so funny like wait till we wait till we get to the civilian world and everybody's gonna look at you one way and you're gonna be like hey that's who I am that's where exactly. that's where I belong right now just, it is I'm just waiting for the day that I go to like one of his little military meetings and somebody and he like introduces me <laughs> and some like private comes up and he's like, are you that wrestling lady? I'm, I'm so waiting for the day. It's going to be. That's great. good. And don't worry. That'll, that'll happen. And you're going to be like, Oh God. Cause then like, they're just not going to stop talking to you about like, you do, are you still like in a big wrestling? Like who's, who are your, some of your favorite wrestlers? And blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, blah. So funny. I can't wait. <laughs> So I think about it too, because like the it's it's wild to think about like how close like that world and the wrestling world mix. Because a lot of people ask me all the time about like you know like my wrestling journey and how I got into it and like where do I see like the similarities. And when you think about like wrestling, it's very like structured. Like you know like you there might be some things that'll be flexible, right? You'll know like where you're gonna be. You're gonna know what time you gotta be there. You know what the call time is supposed to be. Right. So you have like a structure as far as what's going on. And then from there, you have like the room to play. Right. You already know who you're going to work, what you're going to wear, you know, who's going over. And then norm and then normally after that, it's kind of like you're developing the match and you're like learning. So it's just crazy to think about. Like, I always tell people, like, I kind of I feel like I was built for that world because like I already do like a lot of the traveling and I, I'm always a, I'm always in the hurry up and uh, hurry up and wait mode. And it's like there's all sorts of random things that happen. And I don't think very many people like in the wrestling world or in the civilian world really understand it. But a lot of people that were in the military get it and they see it a lot. And they're like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I never really put that, that it put them like on the same. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I like that. I, I didn't realize <laughs> that they were so similar in like a lifestyles. That's cool. And then like also inside of training, like, you know, you're always training to be ready for like whatever situation may come up and you may not even hit all the training stuff, right? Like yeah, jumping, like jumping over the top rope and outside is not really a normal thing that you think about doing, but like in the wrestling world, obviously like everybody does it, but you're always training for the just the case factor. Just like when you're in the military, like, listen, I don't, I didn't render first, I rendered first aid actually, I think about it to maybe a handful of people, less than a handful of people. But I was trained on it just in yeah. case. <laughs> so yeah. you're always trained for like the, the the far reaches of whatever it is that might hit you. And it's it's very it's very unique to be a part of like that world and see like the training aspect and then think about the military and be like, yo, I was trained for all this stuff and I think I did it maybe like once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, so let me ask you though about your wrestling journey. Like what got you into like enjoying pro wrestling and then what made you want to become a content creator so my dad got me into wrestling when I was a kid I could remember seeing just like the undertaker and his purple outfit coming out with all the smoke and the spooky stuff I love spooky stuff and I've always loved it since I was a kid and just the it was all about the undertaker the undertaker coming out in the purple and then it went from that to the American badass who I had like the biggest freaking crush on I wanted to marry him and like a little little tiny me was just like that's gonna be my husband someday and I wanted to marry him um I kind of fell off when it came to me going to college 
uh, just because I mean, it's college. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was probably at a kegger somewhere. But I, <laughs> I mean, for real. But um, no, and I think I went to like a house show in like 2011, 2012. And then uh, that was pretty much it. But my dad ended up getting sick in 2019. He got sick. And I, you know, we would go over and we would visit and we would watch wrestling with him. And then in 2020, he got really, really sick to where it was like, okay, they can't do anything for him anymore. So I went home because, um, you know, we live military life. My husband was deployed. So I was like, okay, I'll go home. And it was I, I like, I'm going to take care of him. And so me and my, my two kids, we moved into his little RV and we would watch wrestling. And it was kind of like a, kind of like an escape from mm. what, from everything that was going on, you know, cause he was in, he was in hospice. He was, he was in his last days and stuff. And from, it, I just seeing Bray Wyatt, it was Bray Wyatt for me when we, when I first started watching it again and he was in like his, um, like the fun house. Oh, I was like, who is that guy? I, just everything about his character. I was like, I haven't seen something like this before. And it was, uh, it was so cool. And so we would just sit there and we would watch it. And, um, and my, my dad ended up passing away. But like the day before he passed away, we watched uh, Randy Orton and uh, Drew McIntyre and Helena Cell. And mm. it was, oh, it was so good. And my dad was like, not, he was not able to stay awake for very long, but he stayed awake for that entire pay-per-view. And then the entire like thing that we saw afterwards. And then the next day he ended up passing away. So that was like mm. the very last happy moment that we had with him. And there were very few happy moments that we had with him at the very end. But just having like that end of the day wrapped everything up, you know, we had, we, I watched it with him when, when we were younger and then like having that last final moment with him, oh, it was just like the cherry on top. And then like, I went, we had to move to California the middle of the freaking desert after, you know, right after my dad passed away and I'm like, okay, fresh start. Right. Well, let's go. We had to move, um, middle of the desert. We're like secluded. There's not much going on there. Um, and you know, I was going through my, my grief journey, fresh grief journey. Wasn't really feeling much at the time because I, I like to shut things down. Like my emotions just completely just shut, shut off. Um, but my husband was out training very often. So that's why I kind of started doing the whole TikToks and stuff. And, and then, you know, getting to talk to people. I didn't want to be on wrestling TikTok, to be honest. I was terrified of it. It was, <laughs> it's so intimidating. It's scary because you have one opinion and then people come at you. And I didn't have like the greatest initiation into wrestling TikTok. But since I've been here, like, I, I feel better, you know, and it's, it's been two, three years now. Wow. Three years now. Well, since I've been on wrestling, TikTok, <laughs> wrestling TikTok it's been about, probably about a year because mm. I had another TikTok before that. But like when me and my husband were doing uh, wrestling or we're doing TikToks, but wrestling TikTok has been like about a year and it's, it's been good. It's been pretty good to me. <laughs> It's funny though because like I see a lot of people who were uh, a lot of females who get on like wrestling TikTok and like they 
they spit their opinion out, whether it's like, you know, we'll use a couple. Blonde and Banana, definitely one of them that I love talking to. And uh, Wheezy. And talking to those two. And just hearing the dudes come back at them and just be like, oh, but you don't know what you're talking about. You only like this person because they look cute. I'm like, even if that's the opinion, yeah, who cares? Like, Ayo, they, they legit, like, have some great wrestling knowledge. And if you're not paying attention, then you're kind of missing out. So it's one of those things. But, like, you, you touched on a couple things, right? Like, wrestling was kind of there to, like, get you through, like, a lot of, like, like dark moments, right? Yeah. And it's something that, like, I can relate to because I know, like, when I went overseas and I was in Iraq, um, that was my, that was my, like, my, it's weird to say like this way, but, like, my post in the ground. So, like, I knew, like, where this, the ground was, where the steadiness was because, like, every Monday and Tuesday and I think at the time, Fridays, like, I was watching – out funny enough this was crazy i was watching raw ecw before it changed to nxt and then smackdown and so i'll be watching all these shows and i watch all the pay-per-views and i was just loving watching wrestling all over again so and i was like constant. yeah so it was a thing that like constant. kept me sane because <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like i was wrapped up rest and everybody's like hey uh you know that shit's fake right and i'm like yeah but you know what's not fake i was i was like you know i was like you know what else is fake I was like, every other goddamn TV show that you're yeah. watching right now, I was like, yeah. leave me alone. Let me go enjoy myself. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Uh, but it was like, it was the thing that kind of kept me like, hey, oh, like these things are going to be okay. You know, storylines are up and down. I watched Kofi Kingston like start when I was in Iraq. Like, yeah. we're talking about the, there's always, there's always trouble in paradise. <laughs> like when he was from Jamaica. <laughs> and I was like, I always think about like, how like I look back on it now like bro this is so bad (laughs) but like those were the things that kind of helped pull me through and kind of got gave me like a new lease on like life because I was like after I got back like a whole bunch of bad stuff had happened and I was like I I just need something to make me feel like I'm normal again and like watching wrestling was that thing so when I had the opportunity to go pro and like well and I'll be honest weekend warrior for some of those people out there who keep referring to me as it but as an indie indie wrestler uh i i left i left at the opportunity because i was like there's no way i cannot do this i was like it i'm you know turning 30 i was like at the time i was like i'm turning 35 i was like it's either gonna be now or never and i was like if i don't make this leap now it's never gonna happen so i was like we're gonna go for it and like it, it's been one of those coolest things that i've ever had like the opportunity to do and uh it, it's, it's something because like you know, we have like all these dark things. And this is kind of something I wanted to talk about with you too, because not only is it about like getting over with like the fans and also getting over and like arresting and content creating, but one thing that you have, you have, you know, Drop the Kayfabe, which is their podcast about mental health. And I'm a very huge advocate for it. And we talk about it a lot. Um, When I get the opportunity, like we had an episode just all dedicated to it. Um, If you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. Brianna Evans, right? She, uh, you know, Chad's wife, you know, the other part of, this podcast, but she wrote a book all about um, mental health. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we get to talk about that a lot. And it's one of those things where I wanted to bring it up and talk about it with you too. Cause like, you know, I think it's cool that you have like this outlet where you're like able to just kind of just for lack of a better word, strip down and just kind of let the fans kind of see like, Hey, like this is the real me. And it's, it's just fun to watch you do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I really wanted to create something that was meaningful because on TikTok, it's everything's just surface level. It's it's what you want to present to people, and it's you know it's it's all the good stuff that you want to show. 
And I, I wanted people to see me for me. First of all, I wanted people to see me for me. And that was my first initial thing. I mean, I was just like, maybe if I just do this for myself, it was an outlet. It was, it was some sort of like, I wanted to be heard. And then I was just like, well, if I want to be heard, others want to be heard too. And it was, I found myself like the more people that I discovered, the more I realized that we all have a lot in common. And especially in the wrestling TikTok, I've, I've, I've seen like, there's people that have come to me and I just, I don't know what it is about me is people just, it's like people come to me and I, maybe, maybe it's I'm welcoming or something. I don't know. Um, but I had a lot of people come to me and say, you know, how do you do this? Or I, I need somebody to talk to. And so I was like, well, why not create a space to where these people are going through the same things? And like one of the last episode that I did was, about how it was it was a couple of us TikTok creators on there that were talking about like the the negative effects of social media. Mm-hmm. And after that episode, I had people coming to me and saying, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that I wasn't alone in all of the things that I've experienced with social media and how it makes me feel and how it, it affects you a lot on a daily basis. And um yeah, it, it's been good. It's been, there's been like two episodes. I'm, I'm working on gathering more. Um, I want to do, and I might, I might, I might invite you, but I want to do one where it is. Okay. So I have this idea that I wanted to bring in wrestlers, like indie wrestlers and the mental health effects that you have whenever you are just in the business. And when, when you are, like when you don't book a job or when you are, are wanting to book a job and it just, I want to, I want to like pick your brains and just see like the struggles. Cause I know there has to be struggles and there has to be, you know, self-esteem and just comparison. And I, I just, I'm genuinely curious. And I, I, I know you're, y'all, you guys aren't you know, alone in all that. No, it's crazy. Cause uh, it's funny you bring that up. Cause I legit was talking to an individual yesterday and I had asked the question, I said, uh, like, what's one of the common traits that you see among pro wrestlers, right? And uh, without hesitation, uh, they answered back saying paranoia, that really? everybody who gets to the top is always afraid about, like, getting forgotten about or being, like, written off of a TV show and then fans not remembering them. And so they're always, like, trying to do everything they can to get back into the spotlight or to get seen or to get looked at. And I thought that was very interesting because I was, like, but you made it to the top. Like you're at the cream of the crop. Like, why would you be afraid of being forgotten if people know who you are? And I feel like when I was connecting the dots with some of the other people too, that I was talking with, um, it just seemed to be kind of like a trend. Like people were like, you know, like they get written off, they come back, they don't know how the crowd's really going to take them. Or like they were working at one scene and then they started working and started trying to get themselves over and they were getting over and then they got released and then from there they had to start back at the bottom and work their way back up to the top so it was definitely interesting to hear like a lot of people talk about like the idea of like being forgotten or having to rebuild or like thinking out it was just it was crazy to like have these kind of conversations um and so like yeah i definitely i i hear you on that and it's one of those things too i think for me it's like um like 
I it was funny because I had a guy, his name's uh Violence, like that's his his character name. We didn't we didn't put a shoot name out there. But anyway, uh he had told me he goes the he he always told me in the back because I was always talking about how I was getting nervous and stuff, right? Like and I always get butterflies before like every single match. And it's one of those things that guys talk about like if you're getting butterflies, that means you care. And yeah, I was always yeah. getting butterflies. And uh he'd always tell me, he's like, Why are you getting nervous? He's like, You have been in way worse situations than this will ever be and like he kept saying it to me he kept saying it to me and like I kept thinking about it I was like you know like he's kind of right like he's really right but it's also like a different kind of nervousness but yeah I think about it all the time where it's like I I always find myself kind of like skittish about like going out and meeting with like promoters and stuff like that because let's be real nobody wants to be rejected like that's not a thing that we want but the one thing that we like kind of have to understand too is that we have to like treat it that it's a lot like being a content creator right we don't want to be rejected so the way we pursue it is we just like put it out there hope people like take us in and they'll say yeah well we're gonna join you and join your little like parade whatever you want to call it right um i find it funny because like for promoters like and a lot here's the secret right a lot of promoters will be like hey uh I'll, I'll just reach out to him. Hey, like I had this podcast. And I want to bring you on and talk to you about like how to get over and stuff like that. And then I get to meet with them and then talk to them. And then like, I'll shoot them my resume afterwards and like get, <laughs> try to get booked on their show. But it's always like, I always want to have like these meetings. It's like, listen, like it sucks being rejected. Like, listen, I got rejected a lot in high school. I ain't trying to get rejected anymore. You know what I mean, like I know I'm married now. I am. I'm happy that I'm married, but it's like, it's one of those things that, like, yo, I don't want to be rejected no more. Like, you get turned out for jobs. Like, yo, I don't want that to happen anymore. I was like, I find, like, this happy place in my life. I'm not really trying to deal with any more rejection, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the hardest part. But one of my questions I want to ask, because I recently saw that you had a tweet go viral, right? Because your cosplay of Shotzi Blackheart with Chef's Kiss. I saw it, Shotzi. I saw Shotzi respond and thought that was total badass. And I was like, yo, so I, I know we we're talking about like the negative side of like kind of like social media and what it can do, but you know, seeing something like that should have just like put you on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really cool because, you know, I do cosplays and I post them on TikTok and they don't get a lot of views. They, not a lot of people see them. But when I post on Twitter and I tag the person I cosplayed and they see it, that's all I need. That To have somebody appreciate my work, because it's work. I, I spend all day on the cosplays. They're, it's an all day thing. It takes hours to do. And for the person that is that I'm cosplaying just sees it. They don't even have to respond because there's people that I've cosplayed I've cosplayed and I've shared it on Instagram on my stories. They've seen it. Like Sonia Deville, she's she's seen my cosplays of her. But just the fact that she's seen it, I'm like, okay, she saw it. Like to me, that was to me, that's a win. I'm like, if you see me do it, that's a win. You don't have to respond. Liv Morgan did too. You don't have to respond. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do a tweet. Shotzi was a freaking badass for doing, for retweeting it. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so awesome. But <laughs> but at the same time, I'm so, um, I don't know. I like, I, I see the tweet and I get so excited. Yeah, that's so cool. And then I, I come back down. 
because it's cool but then I'm like okay what's next I I don't ever like just revel in like the awesomeness of it and I need to learn how to just enjoy it and and enjoy the 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 clapping like the giving of the flowers because I have a really hard time accepting um like compliments like oh you're you're, you know things are awesome You're, you're doing great but it's just I don't know what it is. I just have a really hard time accepting all of the compliments and stuff, but yeah, it's cool. Shotzi, I, I love her. And I thought she was like, <laughs> she was my most favorite cosplay for sure. I loved it. It's great. I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you're not used to getting praised all the time, it or especially from like strangers and stuff, it's very weird to like accept, right? And it'd really be like, you can't embrace it. I think it's one of those things where, I legit, anytime that I go into, like, and I'll say, anytime I go into, like, Red Dog, as far as, like, the character goes, like, I just, I sink into this whole different world where I just, like, let, let it embrace, right? Because one of my favorite quotes is from this movie Armageddon, right? A lot of people know it. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton said, right before they launched off the shuttles, like, you're already our heroes, just enjoy the ride now. And I think about that a lot. Like, I go out and I... I'm performing in front of people and I just having so much fun, but to see people like love it and and, like, obviously give me a little love for it and some, and some praise for it. It does get a little awkward, especially when people come up and like, if I'm not really paying attention and someone's like, uh, like you have a little kid. It's like, can I have your autograph? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, sure. Right. But if like, I like put myself into like, character like I'm like oh yeah totally let me get all this it's just like crazy off of it but it's like it's it's very weird to like do it also feels good though to to be in that character and and give somebody happiness there's Mm -hmm. something about you know doing what you love to do and and acting in, in a certain character and just putting a smile on somebody's face I love that that is one of my favorite things. I found myself printing out pictures of myself and signing them and mailing them to people. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? This is so, <laughs> like, if you told me like two years ago that I'd be doing this, but it makes people happy and it puts smiles on their faces. And it's, it, I don't know, there's just something about that. That's just, cause I was that kid. I was that kid that, that would have just loved to have somebody retweet me or do at me or even comment on something you know and it's it's just that aspect of being seen and if somebody feels seen mm-hmm. if somebody it that's just cool I think it's I think it's a good feeling I think it's one of those things too like I know like as a kid I remember like used to sitting around and like waiting to like meet certain people and things like that I remember like when I was a kid like I used to go to the dirt tracks in Colorado and there was this uh, driver, his name was Rusty, still a member, like, to this day. Uh, like, he was, like, really cool. And he used to always, like, whenever he, he'd always win. Like, he was just one of the better drivers. But, like, he used to take photos with me all the time. And uh, I remember being that kid and just, like, being so elated that I get to watch, like, my favorite driver win. And then, like, you know, and seeing all these people and get to, like, rejoice with them. And so when I see kids, like, it's one of those things where I'm, like, I want to be the reason, and it sounds very selfish, but it's also, I don't know, I think it's very kind of endearing too, the way I think about it. I want to be that story for that kid. Like mm-hmm. when they grow up and they're on a podcast 
or like on some interview and someone's like, yo, what got you into pro wrestling? Like there was this guy who used to wear this mask. They called himself Red Dog. And it was just so funny and so charismatic about like the things he wanted to do. I had this incident right at this place called NCW, Nitrous Championship Wrestling in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, I had just worked this match. And like, as I'm working a match, like I reach out and I love doing this. This is one of my favorite things. I reached out for this kid's hand and I was like, yo, tag me in. He's choking me. And the kid was like, no, right? This little girl is like, no. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Like just kept getting beat up, right? So anyway, we go to intermission and I'm just standing there, you know, big smiles, right? Like rubbing my neck because like I just got beat up and I, I won the match, but I was still feeling selling, right? And so girl runs up and she hugs me and she just goes into full bawling mode, oh. just crying. Uh, I wanted to help you, but I was afraid he was going to beat me up too. And like, I was like, are you okay? And I asked the question, I was like, are you okay? What's your parent? Because I had no idea what was going on at first. And so when she told me, uh, I looked up and her dad was like right there. And her dad goes, she doesn't do that. This is the first time we've ever seen her just run up to a stranger. You know? oh, no. But it was like to have that kind of connection. I was like, bro, like, I was like, I hope one day like some kid has that kind of story because I want that to kind of bleed on. It's like from me seeing like one of my favorite drivers and inspiring me to want to, you know, continue to be this kind of person. I want to be a positive influence on people and put out the positive vibes that, hey, like, everything's going to be okay. All you got to do is keep, like, running after your dreams and chasing after them. But it was, like, that genuine connection I had with this little girl this one time, right? And, like, I just, like, I was, like, yo, this is this means everything to me. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's so, that's so beautiful. It really is. Just, oh, yeah, just because I was that kid before. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's not, it's. Also, just like I said, going back to it, it's all about being seen. That kid was seen by you, by a wrestler, by somebody who, you know, was in this character, was in this show. And I, I really think that's what it comes down to is that you made her feel special. You made her feel unique. And that's what I always kind of have in the back of my mind whenever I'm doing my TikToks and stuff too, is that you affect people, you affect people way more than you realize on a daily basis. And especially if you are popular on social media, any little tiny thing that you say can affect somebody. So I'm mm. always kind of on this type of alert because I've, I've had, I've, I've had this little kid. I don't know if you've seen um, the, my first podcast, but I mentioned how I had this little kid just like, rock like just crushed me because he saw my one of my videos where I was like let's go get an action figure and he messaged me and he was like I wish you were my mom and oh, that crushed me that crushed me so much because I was that kid I was that kid that was just like oh you know I didn't have a lot growing up I I didn't have um I I, I had donated toys and I didn't, um, I, I don't even, I don't think I had an action figure, but, and then I'm like having like all of these action figures up on my wall now. And I'm, that was like a turning point for me. It's just like, what am I doing? What am I, um, what can I do that is going to kind of not be so surface level? 
And and that was kind of my inspiration for Drop the Kayfabe because yes, you see the the action figures that I have up on my wall, but you don't see this one Oops. that I have a picture here of Hillbilly Jim. And I found this in my um my parents' shed. I I had my husband go in there because I emotionally could not have walked in there yet. <laughs> But they kept it for so long, but that was the only thing that I had as a kid. And it was meeting, meeting a wrestler who was so very, very nice. But that kid in my comments kind of just changed my perspective of things. And I, I wanted to create something like Drop the Kayfabe to kind of say, this is kind of where all this comes from. Like, it, this hasn't always been it. There's a lot of things behind all of this that's on my wall you know and I think that's like the important part too like with social media like we we reach out because we want to tell like our story but we want to have genuine connections with people right I think if people go through my TikToks like there's a lot of TikToks with like red dogs thought of the day by the way like that that's those getting more and more ridiculous the more I think about it but more importantly like I think if you go through like my stories and stuff like you'll see like there's like this crazy effing journey of like when I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go and which way like which way was the right way to go somewhere to do anything mm -hmm. and it's like I just wanted people to see that like like I've been through a lot right but like the journey like never stops and I wanted people to understand that like you can always go after like your dreams and I want people to have like that genuine connection with me to be like, hey, like, I remember seeing this guy's story and stuff like that. And it inspired me to want to do something with myself too, right? Like, I talk about the times that like, I was severely depressed. And I was like, at the point where I was like, sorry for those who are getting ready to find out, but like, I was drinking so much, I was just blacking out daily. And it was like, bad, like, I was bad, bad. And it was all because of a heartbreak after I just got back from like Iraq and like there was a whole bunch of shit that happened and we had to dive into all that. But it was just about like telling people like, hey, yo, like I want you to hear my story because I want you guys to understand that like no matter what, how bad life gets, like you can always come back. You can always have the comeback. There's always, even though there's a double down, there's always a comeback and there's always, always. going to be, you can always, you can always find your way to the finish. And it's like, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I wanted to be at. That's who I wanted to like push out there. And I advocate like when I was going live on TikTok continuously, there was a time where like during like the pandemic, I was on live every single day. And I'd go live for like four hours. And all I would do was talk about a like I would it, we would do it in segments. It was the most ridiculous things I would do from like three o'clock to like three thirty. We do uh, cleaning with Cliff where like all I was doing was the dishes and like just talking to people and then from like and then like I, I'd be like just BSing right and then like at 4 30 it would turn into cooking with Cliff and then like it would just be me like just cooking like food <laughs> for the day and just talking about people and talking to people and then like from like whenever like I got done cooking at like 5 to like 5 30 like we would just be it would just be BSing all the way to the point where my wife got home. And then once my wife got home, like, I was like, all right, guys, I got to go. But there was one thing about those lives that I made a point, right? 
any time someone came into the chat and said they were having an issue or they wanted to talk or they needed someone to listen to, I shut the chat down. I was like, that's it. I know you guys want to talk about this. Sorry. This person just came in with a problem. I want them to know I have their that they have my full attention because I thought that was important. And you had just mentioned it, right? Like some people just want to be heard. And I, mm-hmm. I wanted them to know that they were being, they were seen and they were heard. And I just wanted them to keep putting out their word. Yeah. Words matter. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but they really do. Words really do matter. And I think a lot of people get lost in, in the views and the, the followers and stuff like that when there's just, so much more out there and and also with the whole lives and, and posting and if I don't feel like posting I'm not posting if I don't feel like going on live like I can't do it I can't come up there and just pretend hey what's up guys you know if I'm having a bad day I don't I don't go live because it's just it's one of those things where it's like I need to take care of myself mentally and then I can come back and then I can be the one to, to talk to people and say, okay, tell me about your day. Are you doing okay? Cause you, and it, it's not selfish. It sounds selfish, but it's not, but you have to take care of yourself before you can take help others through whatever they want to talk to you about with. But yeah, no, I mean, put, and also I'm going to go all the way back to what you said at the very beginning. Don't stop. Don't stop the thought of the day, please. I oh that. no, that's not going <laughs> to be, not no, that can be, it's great. It's, Oh no, it is over really ridiculous. I oh, love doing so it, but it's overly ridiculous. It is ridiculously <laughs> amazing and great. Don't stop. I get a I lot of it. messages. You know, like it's so weird because I post them. Anybody who's wondering like what time they actually go up, they go up about 10 a.m. every Wednesday morning. And like I get so many messages <laughs> before 10 a.m. I can't wait to hear Red Dogs on a day. What is Red Dogs on a day? Do you have a clip of what Red Dogs are day? And most of the time, most of the time, I haven't even recorded it yet. Like I will record it at like 9.30 in the morning and post it at 10. Like just letting people know behind the scenes that sometimes happens, except for <laughs> the next few bunch ones I've actually pre-recorded because I got them all out of the way, knocked them out. So I would not be lazy. But yeah, I think I just... I legit, so um, I forget what his name is, but he does the Skeletor memes, and I, I saw his stuff, and I was like, yo, that's actually really funny. I think I'm going to just, just, like, take that. So I take it, and I, like, tag him in it, just let him know, like, hey, yo, like, I want to give credit to you. But there's, like, a lot of stuff in there where I find them. I find random facts of the day, and I'm like, I really like that fact. I'm using it. And, like, I, I just, it. It, is, it is great. And, it, and, you know, and it's a red dog's voice, but it's, mm-hmm. like, it is it is beyond wild that, like, I started out randomly like a week before I went on vacation to Massachusetts with my wife and like it like spun off to something that I just <laughs> I had no idea like people were going to be so wrapped up to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, well, I'm glad people I'm glad people love the idea of those um so one of those things is one of the things is your your fan base is just growing immensely, right? But the one thing I wanted to see and ask was like, how how are you finding success? Because I know a lot of people out there who are on TikTok and Instagram are also having trouble growing. So I just wanted to see your kind of point of view and see what you thought about like what is it that you think 
is helping you grow at such a rapid pace? Uh, I think it's all about communicating. When somebody comes into your comments, you talk to them, you communicate with them, you, you get to learn their names and guess what? They're going to come back and they're going to share your videos and they're going to share your content and they're going to follow you to other, other, other platforms and stuff. And it's, it's all about forming those relationships, the real, the real stuff, you know, not the just, Hey, or, or like when people do battles and it's just like tap and share and, and gift. And for me, it's not about that. For me, it's, it's about just, I just talking to people because some people just want to be talked to sometimes and, and not, you know, some of the trolls come in and it's just like, all right, get out of here. You're, you're, you're out. <laughs> you're out here but no I I think mainly where my success comes from is just not completely rejecting somebody that comes in to a live and, and talks or completely not ignoring people now I have I, I I'm not perfect I I do there are some things that I don't catch in the comments and stuff and and people do repeat themselves and people are like why is she talking to me and I'm like I'm trying, I just don't I don't see everything but I think people are really attracted to um, authenticity, especially in in lives. Because videos are one thing. You know, I'm a cosplayer. I pretend to be people all the dang time. I have different <laughs> characters. I dress up like gold <laughs> dust and I wore a wig and just paint my face. Those, those are characters. Uh, but it's whenever you have that one on, you know, one on however many are in the comments. Um conversation and I present myself as myself and I think people are really attracted to the authenticity that I bring forward I think that's what it is I like that though because it is definitely something that we talk about a lot like in the wrestling community right is that like you have to have genuine connections with people and you gotta if you have these genuine connections with people like they're gonna they're gonna come back right because Mm -hmm. you're forming these relationships and I think that's very important that like you sit down, take the time to kind of like listen to people. You may not be able to hear everybody's story. Kind of like you said, I understand because like I remember when like one time I had like two or 300 people like in my live and I was like, bro, I can't read all these comments. You got to post yeah. them way too much. Yeah. <laughs> even, even at like 15, it gets to be like a That's lot right. to read really, really quick. So you're like picking and choosing like who to look at. But you're trying to have genuine connections with everybody. And sometimes it's just way too hard. But like when you do get that opportunity to sit down and say what's up and just sit and, and listen to people's stories, it's definitely like one of those things where it's like it, it's massive because you can see people's worlds kind of change around you and like you can, you know, have a lot of fun and yeah. get to know who that person is and talk to them about whatever it is that they want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, like one of my followers, I know he's a firefighter and he wants to be a wrestler and I'm like, okay, well, if you want to be a wrestler, follow this person and you know, they're in the indie scene or um, whatever. And, you know, I have people that are teachers. I have, I have this really sweet old man that follows me and he's retired and he's just like, he has nobody to talk to and he just comes in and I'm like, Hey, what's up? It's good to see you. And it's just the sweetest thing ever. Uh, but like I, I can name my people not just from their username, but just from their actual name. And it, and there's something so cool, I think, in that, especially coming from somebody who's so introverted and somebody who's just 
I'm, I'm just myself. I'm just myself. Yeah. And, there's, and there's people that just want to come in and, and talk to me or hear me talk and ramble all the time. And that makes them feel better. People are listening to me when they're on their way to work in the morning. And they're like, oh, you put a smile on my face today because whatever you did was so funny. And um, they like they they know parts of me. They, like I don't usually show like everything about my life because I do like to have some things that are personal just yeah. out of safety, you know. Um, but they they get to know me like genuinely. And like if I'm having a bad day, I'll go in there and I'll be like, all right, guys, I'm having a bad day today. And then I'll just talk for a bit and then I'll, I'm off. Um, but no, it's cool. I, I, I like the genuine um, followers and relationships and stuff. That, that means a lot to me. And if I have like 15 people in there, but I know all of them by name, that's all. That's all that matters. I'd rather have that than like 2000 people in my lives. It's yeah. for me. <laughs> I, I understand that. I definitely, I know like for me, like I have a, a bunch of people that I knew on TikTok that were in my lives. Like I know them by like first name and like, they're like the significant ones that I could definitely pick out and talk to. And I've reached out to a few of them just on online, like on Facebook or on Instagram or even on like Twitter just to say hi. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. Hey, like, Anybody who follows my handle, like it, you, you find it on the same one, like every other platform. I made it super easy purposely for people to find me and just say, what's up. But uh, yeah, it definitely, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, you, gen you genuinely want to have those connections with people. And it's very, you know, it's a, so much more fun. Like you get to, you, you get to let people kind of see behind the scenes, but definitely the one thing you said, and I definitely agree with is just like, there's certain walls that I close yeah. off. I'm like, y'all aren't privy to this information and you're not going to get it either. Like yeah. when people ask me like where I'm from I, all the time, I'm just Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Just cause it's the nearest place that people will be like, Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't live in Baltimore for those who don't know. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely can get a little scary too, because whenever you do treat people um, equally and whenever you do show them attention and you know you hear them and stuff like that they can kind of form attachments and that is a negative side of it because mm -hmm. they see you as like a it's just and I feel it all the time and I, I see it all the time in my lives is people kind of I'm always I'm always talking about it and I always have this just feeling of just like you don't own me just because you subscribe to me or you follow me or I answer one thing back you don't own me and people can get really attached and really protective and that's scary it, it really really is scary um I do form relationships with people in my comments and I, I do know them on the surface level because like I said TikTok is surface level um, but I have a family. I'm a mom and I'm, I'm a military wife and you know the lifestyle that I have to live. And it, it, it gets very scary when, say, I block somebody on TikTok because they're, they're getting too um, clingy because yep. people, people can get very clingy. And so I'll block them, but then they'll find me on Instagram and they'll start messaging me and I won't answer and they'll message me again. And then I don't answer and then they message me again. And that'll go on until eventually I block them there. And then they find me on Twitter. 
And it can get very, it's scary. It is very, very, very scary because there is that wall and there is that very fine line of I'm, I'm, I, I am your, your entertainment online because that's what it is. We're, we're entertainers online and I will talk to you and I will hear you out and I will form a relationship with you, but you don't own me. You know, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I, I like, I, I have kids and some people are just like, wait, you have kids. I guess like I'm, I'm a person and yep. people get attached to that. This character over here, they get so attached to it that they forget that there's an actual real life person, human. And it's like, oh, like I always, I, I always say that to my husband. I'm like, people are acting like they own me today and I don't like it. Like, I feel like somebody is just like on top of me. I'm like, just get off of me, please get like, I feel smothered sometimes. And that is the negative part of um, having and I don't even have a lot of followers. I'm like, holy crap, what if I go like get like a million <laughs> followers someday? What am I gonna do? Um, but it's 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 it is a negative part of being popular on social media because it's you do have those people that form attachments and it's it gets really uncomfortable. It's one of those things where I like I I genuinely tell like this is like a thing that I like it 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 is it's just crazy situations, right? Uh, because obviously, for those who don't know, yes, wrestling lady is female, okay? But the DMs that a lot of female wrestling content creators get and female wrestlers get, I'm like, it is beyond me of some of the things that some people okay, will say. And what really drives me crazy. So I tell, I, I go, when I go and meet, when I want to bring females on to the podcast, right? I make sure I meet them first, right? Because I don't want them to be like, oh, yeah, look at this creep. Like, first of all, like, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that dude. I like, I just want to, I want to have relate, I want to build relationships like on this podcast, right? And like get to meet people and hear their stories. Because I think that's the greatest thing ever is to listen to people's adventures of what they're, where they've been, where they're going, and mm -hmm. what they're doing. But it's wild to me that, like, it's wild to me that there's some people out there that will literally say, like, oh, well, like, I'll give a perfect example. When Mercedes Monet, right, Mercedes Valdonado, you know, Shasta Banks, whoever you want to call her, when she, when it was revealed that she was engaged, right, so many wrestling fans said it wasn't fair that they didn't get the opportunity first to try to date her. I was like, bruh. What? She has a life. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she has a life before you. She's going to have wow. a life. Post yeah, and it's wild to me. And I was like, I think about that all the time. And, and females, con like, people are always like, hey, yo, like, what's up? Like, hey. And I think this crazy part. I'm like, what if there's that, that guy out there that's like, hey, I have a podcast. I want to bring you on. And it's not. Like, they don't have a podcast. All it is is just them wanting to flash, like, their genitalia at somebody. I was like, I think about the thing all the time. So I meet females purposely and have a conversation with them. And then I bring them on the show. We have these conversations. We have like a lot of fun. And then the, the crazy part is I tell them, hey, go ask, go ask one of your friends and have them come on the show. Because then at that point, I can expand the brand out and like get more people on the show, right? Whether they're male or female, straight, gay, lesbian, trans, it doesn't matter to me. And we, we want everybody to come on the show. 
but it's one of those things where it's like I don't ever want a female to feel like she has to come on the show. I want her to want to come on the show because I want to have a conversation with you and I want you to have a fun conversation too. And I think it's crazy because like I had a situation where we talked about a podcast and a lot of people asked the same kind of question and I legit went, hey, ask that person what they think of my podcast. And then as soon as that person was like, oh, I love being on that podcast. It was so much fun. We had such a great time. Then the other person goes, all right, I'm gonna come on your show now. <laughs> but it was two females. And I had to make sure that like, I, I was like, I don't want to seem like I'm that kind of guy. I just mm-hmm. want you to know that this is what it is. So mm-hmm. I always feel weird about reaching out to people's DMs. I legitimately, I'll go to like, I'm working at wrestling shows. And I find like certain people, I'm like, hey, would you want to come on the podcast? Hey, can I ask you to come on this podcast? Like, why don't you just DM me? Because weirdos are in your DMs. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And pe- the amount of people that get so mad that I don't respond to them is insane. But I'm just like, I'm just trying to protect myself. Because <laughs> if I don't like automatically recognize your handle, I'm not going to respond to you just because I don't know who you I don't know what I'm opening up when I open up my DMs. And especially if you shoot me a picture, I'm not touching that thing. I don't want to mm-hmm. know what that picture is. And I, I think that's one of the biggest, um, the biggest things that I would say to somebody, especially a woman that's trying to, um, you know, have her brand grow is don't just go on any podcast. Don't go on any, don't collab with anybody that just wants you. You have to make sure that, you know, like just a good Google search, Google search, whoever is trying to reach out to you say three count podcast once you on go to their youtube watch a couple of episodes they have a youtube watch a couple of episodes (laughs) scout them (laughs) scout them check them out that's what i did with you guys i was like okay even though i kind of knew who you were already though but i for me for me though that was that was like research that was just like okay how did they run things and that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing how did they run things on their show because you don't want to go in and just kind of um you know just sit there and just Get be like blind, okay, we'll yeah. see what happens you know but you you kind of have to go in knowing somewhat of the person knowing somewhat of how they run their podcast and knowing that it is a real podcast you're not just gonna get you know a I with some random person you're like oh hey what's up one-on-one and I felt and like that you was... never see it again yeah and I felt like that was important because like one of the questions that you have right like mind you anybody who's wondering right one of the interview show one of the questions like you had you're just like what am I expecting when I get on like for this show because now into the ring is different from our debate show mm-hmm. so you're like what do you... and normally I have like a bunch of wrestlers that come on and we talk about wrestling like we talk about like getting better in the business or building a brand or stuff like that. And essentially that's what we're doing here, by the way, genuine connections. If you guys haven't figured out the theme of what this episode is about, but one of the things I did was I sent you a past episode from uh, Jay Lee photography who were like one of my favorite people to have like on the show because they do. Cause when we shot uh, a lot of my promos, they were just, they were just like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but and then they realize what the pattern was and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. And it's funny. But I sent you that, I sent you that episode because this is it's different from like what a wrestler would want, right? Or what a wrestler would say. So mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to make sure that was a thing that you saw and that you got a hold of. So that's why I was like, it's very important that 
you build those relationships and then you give people context about what they're going to walk into. So I wanted yeah. you to feel comfortable when you came on the show today and, and had that conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really what it's about. It's about making the other person feel comfortable. It's about respect and making that person feel comfortable when they come in and, and, and respect for yourself too. like respect yourself enough to protect yourself. Definitely, definitely, definitely hundred percent. I agree at that point. So as much fun as I'm having with this conversation, we do have the best segment of the three count podcast oh. and you're about to be a part of it. So this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. I didn't prep you for this one purposely because if you did watch the episode, you've already seen this is a thing. So anyway, okay. this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast and kind of whatever the answer is, that's your answer. Okay. I suck at these, but okay. That's fine. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Smackdown. Favorite movie? Um, Forrest Gump. Hey, great movie. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite cartoon? Ooh, The Simpsons. Yeah, I like that. PlayStation or Xbox? Dang, uh, PlayStation right now. <laughs> okay. I know, Favorite I know. Actor. I have both. I, so do I. Um, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. Finally, someone says that name. <laughs> uh, all right. Pepsi or Coke? Uh, Coke. Favorite podcast? Three Count Podcast. Right. I mean, hey, listen, let's be real. Let's be real. We're going to take a close third because, like, the Phenomenal <laughs> Four is actually really good as well. And so is Drop the Kayfabe. So we definitely going to take it. She only saying that because she's on our show, but we understand that. But we definitely going to put her stuff over first. There's so many. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> Uh, nominate one wrestler that you want to see on this podcast. Ooh, ooh, um, um, ooh, um, Ray Mysterio. Hey, anybody who knows me knows that that is the pinnacle of this podcast. Like, if I see, can get I Ray remember. Mysterio, <laughs> if I can get Ray Mysterio on this show, uh, yeah, I'm retiring the next day. <laughs> like, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so last but not least my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show favorite curse word fuck right i mean it's gotta be right <laughs> Clip that word and put it in your pocket <laughs> bet well listen uh those are all my heavy hitting questions and so the last thing i have for you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you Okay, well, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram and Twitch at That Wrestling Lady. And on Twitter, for some reason, it's different, That Wrestling Lady 22. Oh, and go to Panda Wrestling Company. We're also on there too, on Twitch. Yeah. On Thursdays. And you guys know Panda, Matt Minnick. He's been on the show before because we had him and now enter a ring. And he's also, also made the comment to Chaz, wondering what it was like to have to lick up because Chaz is so short. So I'm just letting you guys know that <laughs> is the thing that was said. Anyway. Feels like so, something he would say. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all my questions or everything that we have. She gave you her handle. So you know what that means? Like every great part of a wrestling match. We got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast. We're just now entering. And I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Leonard. Oh, man, that leads you up to this mountain called wrestling. 
But like every good sherpa, which I like to think I am, it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see her right there. It is Gracie herself, a.k.a. that wrestling lady. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You're legitimately just following on all of our social media platforms, which you can see here on our videos. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're even leaving us those five-star frog splash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're doing all that. You're telling your friends. You're sharing. You're commenting. You're even buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com for slash the three-count podcast or for your wear.com for slash the three-count podcast, depending on when you're actually listening to this. Hopefully, Chaz let this go by now. But anyway, you're doing all that stuff. You're your friends, like I said, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kawaii. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Three Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So, show us some support, please.